0: Now, Darren A. Flynn is a singer-songwriter from Dublin. His sound has been described as roots-tinged rock and roll, and his influences come in the shape of Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, Sturge Simpson, and many others. He was a member of the Americana band Mongol State, but has now gone solo. His new single, Mountain Whiskey, is out now, with more on the way, and loads of live shows, we hope. But first, he's here on tracks. Darren, hello. Hey,
1: honest the crack, man. How are you getting on?
0: I'm pretty good. Um, it's been... It's been a couple of years, you were on the show before with your We band. were, we were uh,
1: um, a couple of times. I think. Yeah, I remember, I t- remember at least two distinct occasions. Uh, well, playing. okay playing out up up in the, in the, uh, the
0: top of Dunrumb Town Centre, which we haven't been in there. The shopping Centre. Yeah, we haven't been there in a while. Yeah. You were there as part of a band, and now yeah, you're solo. So what's what what happened in the meantime, or what was, um, what was the decision to go solo?
1: Okay, well. Um, so basically, we were going, we were working really, really hard. Uh, we launched uh, the album in 2016 and 2017, plugging away. 2018, we launched a new single. We did a tour. In August 2018, I had a heart attack. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, nice. Uh, yeah. So there you go. I, um, uh, my doctor said I technically dropped dead. So there you go. So okay. uh, that was the band kaput for a while because like, I had to be off the road. Yeah, and um, and yeah, like the thing is, the other guys had their own, like, they had their own lives to lead. They they need to be gigging to like, to like make a crust and stuff like that. So they like just things moved on. Unfortunately, um, uh, who's to say we won't do something again in the future? But um, yeah, like then, okay, so 20, 2019 was a write off. Yeah. Uh, and then I had made the des- the decision at the beginning of 2020 that uh, that okay, 2020 is the year I was going to get back into music. Ha ha ha! So because I'd already practiced doing nothing in 2019, yeah. I was grand in 2020. Everyone else is losing their shit. Going, ah, oh, how do I handle this? I said, like, oh, I'm used to this by now. Yeah, so uh, well rehearsed. Well rehearsed um, at doing nothing.
0: <laughs> exactly. So the the band continued on, and you. No, no, the band—the band
1: didn't continue on. Like it was, oh, the it was, it was, uh, it, it was put up on 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 blocks. But okay, so me and the uh, the guitarist Claudio, we're still working on stuff together. So okay. um, what we well, what we have been focusing on for like the last year. Or so because we can't gig, is uh, we started recording music for um, Sync. So. Uh, like for sync libraries and doing that. What, sort of kind of what is that? Tell me what that is. Okay. So, um, all right. You've got Netflix, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you know, sometimes <laughs> and yeah, the cursor highlights a thing and, and then it starts playing a scene, but it doesn't play the dialogue. It plays just random scenes, some movie with music. Music. Yeah. That's not music, music from the movie. That music has been taken from somewhere else. Yeah. Okay that's basically bought from what's known as a sync library. So there are right. thousands of these libraries around the world. And basically they, people sell them their music. Okay. Or they do deals where they, they the, the libraries warehouse their music. Uh, so like, it's one of the main growth industries actually in the music industry. Yeah. Uh, so it's really interesting. It's, OK, because it's one of the main goals, there's, there's work there, but it's also massively competitive. So we're we're still upping our game on that. But it's really interesting. It's a completely different way of working. Um, dampen down your artistic uh, instincts, because what they want is music, which is kind of boring because it's like they don't want it to be the main subject, but it still has to be interesting. So like it can't mm-hmm. it can't be boring, but it just can't like it's it has to be kind of like wallflower music it's like yeah, it's yeah. pretty you look at it but you just don't look at it yeah and, yeah and, and wh- it adds
0: to the mood, so what's that how do you sit down and write that then do you just pick a, a theme and then
1: it's kind of weird um you just like you just start and you come up with something and you go that works or that like the same way as you write a song really it's just you're um your criteria have to have to be molded in a different way when you write a song you write it because you want you've got you've got some sort of message you want to communicate some sort of emotional thing within you that you see and you want to express and you want to make it into a thing which other people can listen to and uh, and get something out of as well from the message okay so here it's more like you want to supply the medium that other people can put their message on right so okay that's it's, that's not
0: an easy thing to do though that's that's a that sounds like songwriting uh, like, like well, step up it's like a, you're writing, it a, for soundtrack. a, like a you're writing a soundtrack for something you haven't seen exactly. and you don't know what what is yeah. the, this, the scene is for that's pretty much it yeah, yeah. and um that can get, and, and how
1: long do the pieces have to be do you you just put, put, uh, okay, a, put so, a loop for 10 minutes, or
0: uh, how does it No, sound like,
1: okay, so generally, it's, it seems to be the kind of case where at least from, from what we're, like, we're only learning right now, but what we're getting is that, okay, it's usually between two and three minutes, two and a half minutes, mm-hmm. and there's, like, they want, they it, it, they don't want something which is static for the, for the most part, okay? The, the, static stuff would be more like sound design, mm-hmm. okay? So where you might have, like, big, long, open chords like okay one of my favorite movies for example is um oh god have you ever seen Moneyball with yes. Brad Pitt yeah. okay I don't know if you remember the music in that but like it's just it's just basically one guitar with like shit tons of reverb on it going rang. it's beautiful stuff but that'd be more like sound design right, okay. okay so this is more for these things they're very like there's like two and a half minutes specific tempo they want maybe three parts to it three movements which build up and go down and build up and go down and then gradually sort of reach a crescendo and then what happens is generally an editor will will pick a tiny bit because like it won't probably won't be used for two and a half minutes be a little bit of it that'll be used but they'll pick out of those things which is right and maybe they might use the same music in different parts for yeah. similar scenes, but with the more dramatic ones used for later, for the more dramatic, okay, yeah. do you get me?
0: Yeah. So it's
1: it. Okay, but like I said, uh, we're, only, we're only learning this stuff as we go along. Yeah, only,
0: yeah. And how do you, do you just, do you contact a sync company, or how do you, how
1: do you, Oh uh, yeah, how okay. do you become a it's, sync artist? I mean, it seems the, like it's. Okay, so it's see, i was i wasn't around for this but for let's say 25 years ago the record industry was then this gives me the impression it's kind of like this now where you basically you create stuff and you send it off them and then hope that they like it and then they get back to you yeah okay like now nowadays the, like the record industry isn't that basically okay, you need to have huge social media stats and wh- whatever the kind of music is is don't give a shit because like, you got lots of followers okay we'll invest in you yeah, okay yeah. So, okay, but this is this is more like the old school where where you actually create music and then you, you hawk it off to a load of different libraries and if they like it they come back and say yeah well let's do a deal so okay and so, how do you
0: how do you find that creatively then is that does that satisfy your creative um, juices or is it a, is it a means to an end or is there some is there some benefits do 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 you find it that's
1: beneficial to you well definitely it it's it's okay okay. Definitely, it's good for honing your actual recording and production skills because the thing mm. is, it needs to be of a high standard. You you can't get away with it being half-assed or just about all right because oh. there's other guys out there who are going to have it absolutely perfect. If you want to be the one that gets signed, you need to be as perfect as they. Are. And that's a, that's an area where we're still upping our game as well. So, like, okay. it's, we're getting like it's, it's it takes me forever to mix stuff. Still, it's like ah. Oh. Yeah. okay so creatively hey let's, this is fun making it so, right now mix it no yeah don't make hey, mix it that's the hard
0: work and yeah. so you i mean your your day job so to speak is is, is country, that is that's co- the that, okay, so, day so, job no, but I mean, I
1: mean creative, creatively i've got two music. day jobs okay i've got that and then i've got my own solo music career as well so so does the solo
0: music what's is there a Is there a musical difference? Do you bring the 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 solo stuff into that? Is there there an effect? Not
1: so much. Okay, like the thing is, Monger was a guitar band. So it's still guitar music because Claudio is the main, let's say, creative partner in the thing. Like We're both creative, but it it tends to, when it's been most effective, it's been the case where he's played stuff and I've been listening more like a producer and an engineer Ideas as well, and I create stuff, but then generally, what we realize is actually it's better if Claudio plays it, so <laughs> I ends up playing it again anyway. Um, but okay, uh, so yeah, but so that's my day job one, and then my day job number two is um, I'm a songwriter and I'm a singer and I play guitar as like classic singer songwriter musician, so mm-hmm. because in Mongrel State. Okay, it was a band. So things, it was very much a band ethos as to how we created the music, uh, which was brilliant and incredibly creative. And I love that band. Like things, definitely, we created stuff which I would never have been able to create by myself. Okay, just because of the amazing musicians that were in it. But um, but I also have things which I want to do, which are let's say more of the, I, as a as a, as a solo artist. I'm definitely much more traditional in sort of I'm a, an Americana uh, artist. It's like you can like country, old school rock and roll, rootsy sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what let us say that's what I tend to go home to. Okay, that's, yeah. that's when I'm writing or, or like it's it's the, it's the chords I hear in my head. It's the, the impetus I have for when I'm writing. It's the the subject matter that I write about. Mountain whiskey, for God's sake, like that's like the yeah. classic sort of country <laughs> thing. And, and, yeah, so that, that, that's, like I said, that's where I tend to go home to. Uh, so when, I'm, when you're performing your own songs, it has to be something that you've, that if, okay. The main thing that anybody will tell you now is that, and it's true whether people tell you or not, is like you need to be authentic, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're trying to sell something when you're performing that's not you, people will see it through it straight away. So, okay, when you're writing, you've got to write to what's, what's true to yourself. So that's what I do.
0: Yeah and well what's the the writing difference then between this and being in a band is it just because um, you're on your own just sitting there with a guitar or does Yeah
1: well, well okay
0: how does it how does it happen differently compared to what it the way it happened before Well
1: I, okay I suppose the actual core writing process probably isn't that different but the iterative process of making it into a... Uh, into a song that the band would perform is different because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you're as fans of the fan of the Rolling Stones, but Keith Richards always says this thing about um, when you when he he would write a song, but then when, when he'd bring it to the band, he'd know that he, he was giving the song away that it was no longer his song, yeah. That the band were going to take it and make it their song, uh, which is why actually okay, he's he's uh, about twenty years ago there was. Um, you remember Mojo magazine? Is it Mojo magazine? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's, um, that's yeah, that's got it. Yeah, they had a, like a top fifty uh, Rolling Stones songs voted by uh, like lots of other famous musicians, and "Give Me Shelter" was number one on the list. And Keith said he was really happy with that because that was the one that was closest to the, to the way he had envisaged it in his head before okay. the band actually took it. Right, so okay. that, that, that was a sort of a, a, a sort of personal little victory for him was like yay but that but the point being that when you give a song to a band it's taken away from you so it's like yeah. it's no longer what you do it's it's what the band does and um so here like the thing is i'm having to i'm having to come up with the parts myself and i'm having to come up with the ideas and all okay which is a pain in the ass, to be completely honest, because much better when you can just jam something out and people people throw stuff in. You go, that's really good. Let's let's use that. Hmm. But again, it also it's also good insofar as that okay, I do get a chance to actually go. Okay, how do I really want to do this? So yeah, and
0: is that the, the, the satisfaction better um,
1: or different or how? There how, how is, is a satisfaction in it. Yeah. Um, it's it's not the same. Mm-hmm. okay um but they're dead like okay for example recording Mountain whiskey was great okay i really i really yeah. enjoyed the the whole process of doing that and it's uh something which made me feel uh yeah it's, it was just great to actually get something recorded again and like i'm recording all the time here like i'm mm-hmm. right now i'm in my living room which is my covid studio because my actual studio is like under lockdown but um but it's like the thing is when you're when you when you're doing this kind of recording, you're 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 wearing all the hats at once. Okay, yeah. you're the, you're the record you're recording, but you're also the engineer. You're also the producer. Okay, when I was recording Mountain Whiskey, I was just the artist, and that was brilliant. It was like I just had to think about okay, this is I have to play it this way. This is the idea I have. Bounce it off producers like, what do you think of this? Is like, eh, maybe try it a bit. and you try it. Oh yeah, actually, that's better. It's it's so it's great to have that sort of as well. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but um I don't know. Like it's all satisfying if if if, if you get if you get a result if you get something out of it at the end where you go, yeah, yeah like exactly yeah.
0: You're listening to tracks here on ninety three point nine Dublin South FM. We're talking to musician Darren A. Flynn Well we'll get to Mountain Whiskey in a minute, but I just want to follow the, the songwriting um line for a second. So sure. when you're writing songs with Mongo State I mean they Amer- Americana is the the genre um okay, but, okay let's say, a, big inverted in thomas, big inverted thomas, thomas but when when you're writing solo do you, do you feel that's that's freer then because you don't have to i know you, you, you class yourself as a folk yeah,
1: country um, singer but
0: there's a less of a impetus to stick to that route that you could say well actually this is going yeah, to be a, no,
1: okay, a, a, what a I say is song that, or funk song yeah what i'd say is at least right now i have a lot of songs that are more suited to not having a band yeah okay which i would oh, yeah. have always had as well but the thing is like okay wh- when you're in a band which like you're like you're gigging and like, you're doing festivals for example or you're like you or you're playing saturday nights or friday nights in places you tend to have to go to a specific direction which is like full-on energy rock and roll which i love and it's like I'm, i want to do that again but it also means that the uh, like it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a difficult line to line to thread. At least it was it was with the with Mongrel State because we had a really really good live set. We were a really tight band and we had a really good show. But that okay when we were whenever we were adding to it it was like okay we've gone to so much effort to create this high energy event. How do we suddenly deviate from that? The thing is because you you just can't. You're right again. Yeah, and no sorry. Just the, that was one of my favorite songs. That like we ha- we recorded. Song it was amazing. We could never play it live because it was just too reflect. We I remember we played it live once, and the reason we played it live was because we were out of songs. It was uh, like it was kind of like a hometown gig. All our mates and all our fans and everybody we knew was there, mm-hmm. and they were going play another song. It's like what? The fuck? So okay, let's rainy day. Thank God. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's play rainy day, and we killed it with the we tore the place down because it was perfect but the thing is we needed to have a group of people who knew the song and once we, we had that environment it was amazing but okay being a gigging yeah. band in doubling don't always get those opportunities exactly yeah
0: so um would you class yourself then as a, a country musician now is that because your influences are john cash and uh, bob uh, dylan
1: Sturgill simpson what's the is that that's, that's the way you're... okay that's the okay i think that's the easiest hook for me to put my hat on
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay so i w- i wouldn't say that i'm exclusively that no but um okay i suppose it's also d- d- not cynical in a way, but it's down to like trying to market yourself like an awful lot of a lot of an awful lot of my day job now for being a, a solo artist, is not actually doing music. It's being the marketeer. It's being the social media guy. It's all of those things. And for that, you need to have a very consistent brand. Yeah. Um, and things, it is what it is. I understand that that's what it is. And uh, it, in a way, actually, it's it's kind of comforting because you then don't have to worry so much about well, what is it exactly that I am? You say, okay, this is what I'm saying to people I am. I know that that's not completely what it is, but for now it's enough. And then when the, when there are more people who are listening, then I can say, oh, by the way, I'm not just that. I'm also this. Yeah. And hopefully they'll be interested in that too. So,
0: Just about the, the social media, because we're just talking briefly off air, um, just about promoting yourselves. And as you said, it's, it's, it takes you away from the, the the main yeah. fo- the main focus and uh, how do you find it's not frustrating or do you, do you get a kick out of doing the social media or is there a um, it's kind of a ne- it's obviously a necessary evil but it's, okay. how do you
1: how do you feel about it okay well number one it definitely is a necessary evil i, I don't let's say um i'm slowly warming to it <laughs> but very very slowly that, okay, that in I, again, when, when I was in Mongoose, so that was probably one of my main bugbears. I wasn't really good at it and I didn't like doing it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it fell a lot to the other guys in the back. I did do it to an, ex- an extent, but I never felt I never felt natural with it. Um, now, I think, okay, I think the thing about it is, is once you understand what audience you're talking to, and once you've started to actually generate your, or you start out to, what's the word? agglomerate an, an online audience then then it becomes a little bit more natural because you cut like thing is they, they know what to expect from you you know what uh, what they're looking for and it's yeah. like it's not that you're it's not that you're selling yourself in that specific, just for that specific thing but it let's say it's it it simplifies the channels of communication yeah. or things that you're going to, to communicate about Yeah. Um, But it's still authentic. Like, thing is, you're still like you're you're still showing them your songs. You're still uh, putting up posts about things that that are interesting to you. Again, so it still has to be authentic, even if it's let's say somewhat filtered. Yeah. Um. And I've I've asked.
0: It's kind of my go to question for every artist, and it's it's always interesting because every everyone tells me something different. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. um, People are starting to use TikTok. There's so many different yeah. ways to get get fans there, to find fans. What do you use, or what's your preferred um, okay. medium? Okay,
1: so um, I use Facebook, but the reason I use Facebook is because of the way that I'm specifically targeting my audience, okay? Mm-hmm. The music that I create tends to be liked by American people who are, let's say, 35 up, Okay. So it's, it tends to be an older generation because the kind, of, as the kind of music that I create is old school. So like even if you're talking about country music, it's like in the United States, country music is a huge thing. It's like a, it's now a subsection of pop music. If you listen to modern country music, you like, think that, that's pop music. It's not country. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not that. OK, I'm something which is like very much like the old school stuff which I think, okay, at least to me sounds more authentic. But the, the point about it is that I know that, that that demographic exists more on Facebook than they do, for example, on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. okay, so if I was doing uh, pop music or, or dance or hip-hop or something like that, Instagram would be the way to go because okay, all the young folk are on Instagram. Hmm. Um, and something like, okay, for me, TikTok, okay. I Who knows what tiktok it? is <laughs> yeah. i know i know i know what tiktok is um <laughs> i don't tell us what it is because
0: <laughs> i've heard of a of bands using it i'm thinking oh god okay, another no, another no. thing i have to log into
1: to, to yeah, advertise no. okay. it's just like it's Well, okay do you remember do you remember the band pop will eat itself yes okay well this is the internet eating itself all right <laughs> OK, so basically, all right, if you look, if you look at the at the dynamic of how uh, social media interaction has evolved. All right. OK. Now, the people with the most attention span are actually on Facebook, believe it or not, even though 10 years ago I said like, this is dumbing shit down, whereas now it's actually they're the bloody intellectuals of the whole thing, which is a real. it's really something which is uh, an indictment in itself. OK, so then. Okay, this next generation are basically the same type of thing that you will get on the likes of Instagram or on the likes of of uh, Facebook, but just really bite size. Everything is short. Okay, so you uh, TikTok videos are fifteen seconds. That's it. It's fifteen seconds. Okay, so because it's so, such a short thing, it's kind of like somewhere between a photo and a video. Yeah. Uh, And okay, so, all right, people put a lot of effort into stylizing something completely so that it's like, for me, there's no authenticity left there at all because it's 15 seconds. So everything is designed to be really, okay, maximizing those 15 seconds, which is why you see so many dance videos from TikTok, okay, because that's something that you can do and it works perfectly in that format. Okay. Or you get like people doing short jokes or something like that. Yeah. Pranks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't, I can't envisage. Okay. There have been artists who have broke over TikTok from what I know, but they are more, again, they're more aimed towards younger generation. I think, it's more the case of the, the modern pop idea where the image is more important than the actual music, or mm-hmm. the image is as important as the actual music. Now the thing yeah. about it is, is, that's probably always been the case. It's just it's something where let's everything now is becoming so uh, what's the word I want to tuned okay or um, oh what's the word where where you micromanage everything and you get everything. Exactly, perfect. So that it hits a demographic exactly yeah, the way you want. I know. I know what you, you mean. And ma- yeah. you maximize your 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 uh, your connection with that demographic, because things are like that. It seems to be the case that image is now overtaking music. Whereas, probably the, like back again, the fifties, forties. Okay, Frank Sinatra was uh a, he was uh, a teen idol. Mm-hmm. It's like there you go. Frank Sinatra was a teen idol. So I'm like one of the most respected singers of the 20th century, but he, he started off in exactly the same way. He mm-hmm. was marketed because, because he was a really good looking young fella who could sing. So like, so it's, it's probably never, it's, it's always been that way. It's just now that it's very, very apparent. So does that come back to
0: you then as a, as, as a songwriter, then that you're, you're, just, yeah. the way no, you I'm want right to sell it is that you've got, you've, you've put this time into it. So at least give uh, what you're saying to people is I've put, this effort in so you need to just put a little bit more of effort in as well
1: you know, yeah to, well, to I, enjoy well it. At, at least for me the 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 folks that I'm aiming my music at would tend to be more of that bent anyways yeah okay it's like people who go who, who again image is important so if like you see the video of me is like I'm wearing the hat and then wearing the shirts mm-hmm. and stuff like that and I love those like because I'm not wearing it because it's, it's like when I'm when I'm gigging if you look at any old mangro save videos that's exactly the way I used to wear it there as, as well I yeah. love that stuff so it, it's it's it it's it fits it suits me but then it also it's something which connects with the with the audience but aside from that they are going to listen to a song because they want to hear a song yeah okay and um the, yeah so the there is there are opportunities for uh, for musicians outside of the of the let's say rat race format of uh, let's say whatever social media we're talking about now but it's okay it's it takes longer like it uh, and it takes it takes a lot of effort because uh one of the things which i've been doing for like the last since actually the end of 2019 just about the time when i was starting when i was thinking okay 2020 i'm going to get back into music uh, I've been working with a guy who is uh, he t- he he consults slashes teaches about social media media marketing for musicians. Okay, so and okay, the objective is not to try and get signed or not to try and break in a huge way. The objective is to find a, a cohort of fans who are big enough, okay, to support you in your music To Mm -hmm. support you in your career. Thing is, if you do the maths, it's not millions. It's okay, rough. Okay, you remember the the whole like idea about one thousand true fans? Yeah, yeah. It is that I think is if you get if if you get one thousand people who are going to buy an album off you every year, that's okay. That's not a huge amount of money, but okay. If there's one thousand people who are going to buy an album off you, that's ten grand already. But you probably will have within that cohort maybe 500 who'll also buy a T-shirt, for example, mm-hmm. or 500 who buy uh, who buy a second CD. Okay, if you if you do a deal on the two, all right, and then you probably have a hundred who buy a, a T-shirt. Maybe you'll have 50 who want to buy something extra. So the thing is, there is a possibility to actually have a business model there mm-hmm. where you can actually make a living off it.
0: So. Yeah, as opposed and, to having the um the hundred thousand followers, where ninety nine thousand are just they follow you because someone else is following you. They're not actually oh, exactly. interested, in what you say? Yeah, or
1: because you put up some funny meme and they like that. Blah, yeah, blah, blah,
0: blah. <laughs> or a fifteen second video on TikTok or whatever it is. Or a fifteen
1: second. Yeah, exactly. Now it's the thing the, about it is, though, like that business model does work for certain types of music as well. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like things. If if you're aiming for like for huge sales, you do need to work for that. But like then you're in you're getting into competition with the majors who have huge marketing budgets. So yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I suppose cut your cloth according to your measure.
0: Exactly. Um, just staying on the technology thing as well. Um, I've noticed you've you're doing a lot of Zoom concerts in the last one.
1: Yeah. Um, so, well, let's okay. about that? Uh, well actually I have one coming up this Friday if anyone's interested Wait. just to go onto my page uh, Darren Ifflin, uh facebook.com slash Darren and uh, or Instagram as well same handle and yeah you'll find a link there to an event and basically what what it is is I online is currently the only way to actually play music live to people I've looked at the Facebook live kind of thing or the whatever it is the Instagram like they're fine. But the thing is, the thing about it is, is that, well, there's two issues. Number one, it's very low commitment from the spectators point of view. They can look for a minute and go yeah, I no, no, move on. OK, so it's very hard to build up um, an actual consistent event doing that. OK, uh, and the second thing, which is the major thing, is there's no interaction. OK. If I'm on if I'm on Facebook and I'm playing a, a, a song, OK, I can see people put, doing their little love heart things or whatever, or I can see um, see them putting up messages. And that's fine as it goes. But it's stilted. It's not an immediate thing. OK, so it, it's less like a realistic recreation of a gig and it's more like a TV show. Mm-hmm. OK, which is fine as so far as it goes and works for a, for a lot of people but um what i really like about okay so i'm part of a songwriting collective um we before the lockdown we used to meet uh, twice a month in imro to write songs to to do co-writes and i always tell musicians whenever i meet them that they should whenever we get a chance to go back and do it they should do it again because uh, they should come along because it's brilliant mm. um but anyways okay since since the lockdown we have brought this online and what we what they have been doing is doing zoom meetings okay so um, what happens is we it's it's around so everybody takes a turn to sing a song and then passes on to the next one same as you would in a songwriting circle but the thing about it is which is great is that people can actually applaud okay yeah. they can unmute themselves and applaud and say something back to you and and you say something back to them and like like that's the essence of a gig. A gig is not just a musician playing. A gig mm-hmm. is a musician playing to people who are listening and reacting. Okay. It's a circular thing. It's not one direction. Yep. Um so that's why that's why I do stuff on Zoom because it works much more like a gig. And also people have to commit to it. So it's okay. If they're if they say yeah I'm going to do this, then they have to actually say okay I'm going to sit down put on Zoom and watch this now so they're in, they're more inclined to actually stay and interact as part of an actual event. Um, and how
0: how success you've done a few how successful have they been or how how have you found it?
1: Um, well, the one I did for my for my for my single launch there uh, for the Mountain Whiskey single launch went really well. Okay, now I did put a lot of effort into trying to get the word out for it but like I had okay I had well over 100 people wow, at, okay. yeah it's like so was that, like yeah. that would constitute a decent gig and like there were people the, the other really good thing about it is they're from all around the world yeah from Spain yeah. From, from Australia Canada the US Poland so that was brilliant um uh, and also it really engenders a strong sense of of community again like a gig does when you're in a gig you feel together with the people that are there with you you're Mm -hmm. all there to see an artist you like you know that all the people around here like the same thing that you like and you can be happy and relaxed in that thing okay so on zoom it's not exactly like that but there's still the feeling like oh there's all these other people are here clapping and applauding as well or interacting too and you can like if you go into the gallery view you can see all the people and it's like it's really nice so
0: yeah absolutely because i've done a few of those um uh, Facebook gigs swell well, and you're right, it you can be a bit um, soulless, sort of. Yeah. You stop playing, and it's just silence.
1: <clears throat> That's the, the thing. Gym. That's like that. Like, it it, strange. It, it, it's strange. It's strange for the musician, but it's also strange for the for the for the listener, mm-hmm. because the thing is, it's not a realistic recreation of a gig. So even if the if the musicians are playing very very well, which they generally are, because you don't tend to do this kind of thing unless you're confident that you can actually pull it off. It doesn't come across that you're doing it very well because it's just you playing there, and then when you stop, there's like it's silence, it's <laughs> <So. laughs>
0: the dreaded silence, which we've all had yeah. once or twice in a, oh, a live man. concert. I've
1: oh. so. <laughs> oh, more than once, Jesus Christ. Like it happens when it happens in a gig, it's like, Oh, uh, what do we thing, do? Yeah, play the next song quickly, just go. So, so um,
0: yeah. let's talk about the new single then, Mountain Whiskey. Hmm. It's um. First of all, it's based on a on a real character. Real character. What what's yeah. What's all that about?
1: Okay, so uh, about when, it. I, when I was a teenager, I used to work with my dad. Uh, he he was a truck driver, a, a del- delivery driver. Uh, I'm from Sligo, um, and the company I used to work for used to deliver from Sligo all around Donegal. So like we would literally sometimes drive well, I don't know 150 miles in a day. It was kind of days when we did stuff like that. And um, one of the calls where we used to... It was like... I can't remember the the name of the shop. It was this place. was on a bad bend on a shitty road on the way to Falkara in North Donegal. Yeah. Okay. In there was a guy who used to sell poutine. Okay. Now, I'm not talking about the legal shit that they have now. I'm talking about... Oh, yeah. This is the... This is the real stuff, yeah. The real stuff. Okay. Um... And, okay, my father used to get a bottle of poutine from my grandfather for Christmas every year. It was the present that he'd got him for, like, every year for 20 or 30 years. My grandfather never used to drink it, at least not that I'm aware of. He used to use it as rubbing alcohol because he had he had uh, stiffness in his joints.
0: There you go. That shows how strong it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't want to go near this stuff. I remember smelling it once. It's like, yeah, it's like you smell like petrol. Leech, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but anyways, so this guy uh, was, and I remember, I never used to go into the shop. It was always used to be, used to be my dad would go in. Uh, but I remember one time I had, like, I think, I think somebody couldn't get past the van or something like that. And they were like, I had to go in and get him out of the shop. And uh, when I went in, my dad was just standing there and there was nobody else in the shop. Uh, and so I was like, and I started telling my dad about, somebody needs to get past the van. And then the door swung open and in the, walked this guy. He must have been about six foot, and he had, like, long, white hair. He looked like Gandalf. <laughs>
0: he
1: was like, he was like, he just looked like, and, and he's like, whoa. So, and this was the guy who used to, well, I don't know if he made the but he used to, the guy used to sound to me there, so. Yeah. And it's like, it was, I remember it was always in a, it was, it's a, a memory that stayed with me. It was quite arresting. So then, then when I just, I got the, okay, the title came to me first, Mountain Whiskers, so that's kind of, that's kind of country and cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. And uh, it's like, and then the idea about him. He came to me just like, oh yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Talk a bit about him. So. It's
0: so it's so funny how things just go into the bank in the brain and they yeah. just stay there. And when they're ready to they just, they just come back out. It's, um, I always love that idea. So, um, where did you record the song? And was it in your own um, studio?
1: Okay, so it was recorded uh, in the producer's studio. The producer is a guy called Rob McLeod. He uh, he was actually working in England for a good few years, uh, but he's back working there now one of his early successes do you remember was bewitched mm-hmm. yeah he used to he, he that was him yeah he, he was he was one of the in, in their development team i can't remember exactly what he what he okay, did right that, yeah, but, yeah. but like when you go into a studio he has the, the golden disc on the wall is like oh bewitched. yeah yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: and uh, did, you, did you
1: play all the instruments or, or I played, you, said, okay. you said you yeah. played with a band on this one so no, I didn't play no, I, oh. I played it I did play all the instruments, but it was like it was he was there to bounce all the stuff off. Right, okay, okay. yeah. Which was great. Yeah. Um and yeah, like the thing is it's it's uh okay. I did spend a good while like that was a song that actually we originally used to do with Mongrel State. Probably one of the last songs that we, we did that we didn't record. Mm-hmm. Um so I I had the template for it there. I, I knew pretty much how it was gonna go. But still, like there was like there's a lot of of the arrangement I did myself. So then having Rob there to actually play the stuff to him, and, and he was going, "Yeah, I don't know if that part works. Maybe you should mm-hmm. change this." But it's like, it's great. Yeah. it's just good to have. Always good to have like another ear there that you can play something to that you exactly. can trust. Because the thing is, an awful lot of time, like you can't. Okay, you, you, you can't ask your girlfriend or your 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 mother or your, your mm. housemate. Because like, the thing is, they're going to go, yeah, that sounds good. And you go, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, that a, yeah. I need <laughs> more than that. I need a, a bit of a better
0: critique than that. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, I like it. Okay, thank you. That's, that's great. And
0: are you working with Rob on the rest of the material then? Or what's, um, what's the next
1: stage? We, uh, we, have, uh, we have another single recorded, uh, which, I, to be honest, I don't know when I'm going to, like, I'm not doing the whole Spotify six-week turnaround thing
0: because
1: mm. that's not my uh that not, not my goal okay so i don't know what the next one will be. next one will probably be released maybe in i don't know maybe in another six weeks because or, or even two months of this stage yeah. okay. i have because the thing about it is is i'm more focused on continuing to to uh to, in, to interact with the audience i've i've been growing okay? okay and for that and again for the audience that i have having a single out on spotify every six weeks isn't such a big deal that's like um exactly yeah so what was my point so yeah okay i will be working with rob i have the next one recorded and then we're we're scheduled to do other stuff as well but we we'll, haven't got there yet so it'll yeah. all happen right happen. now i'm busy just with the with the emailing of people because like exactly. one, yeah. one of the one of the other things that i'm doing is uh contacting like lots of tiny little uh, local stations all around the world yeah okay like specialist stations like country or americana or whatever rock and roll it's like say, hey play my song yeah and it's, it's great like you get play i've got played in lots of random places all around the world it, okay so individually Which, you might go is there much like okay if they play if they're playing me in and in louisiana does that make a huge hill of beans of a difference and say maybe on its own no but the thing is when you it's about a process of consistently doing it and exactly. doing it and doing it yeah and it it does add up slowly but surely it adds up so
0: and there is that little
1: um the the little whatever the word
0: is when the, the, the little shot of adrenaline or joy in the brain yeah. when, you do, when you do get that email or that notification yeah. on Twitter yeah. or Instagram it says you've got yeah. to so say I mean, that's that the little, uh, what's the, um, that little hit of what's the
1: what's the the, the word escaping the dopamine me as well. dopamine. Go, the dopamine, that's it yeah that's oh, it. So um great so, so
0: um if people want to listen to you work where, where's the best place to, to find you? Well okay so uh, you said start, you said Facebook but
1: the song is digitally Mountain Whiskey is digitally available on all the platforms. I'm keep considering tell people to listen to it on Spotify because I am actually trying to get my numbers up there a little bit. Mm. And it's going okay. I think there's like 2,200 listens to it now, which is not amazing, but it's decent. It's um, and um but yeah okay so darren a flynn music is the handle on whatever platform you're looking for darren okay. a flynn music.com darren a flynn music on facebook darren a flynn music on uh, instagram darren a flynn music on twitter although don't bother because i have literally never tweeted okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you so, can um... if you want but you're going to be waiting i'm People say Twitter, Twitter. It's like, yeah, I know. It's just like I I'm already up to here with it. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's,
0: uh, there's just so many, just so many different right. places to, to log into. I mean, it's just where do you where do you end? So um and the videos on YouTube, obviously. And,
1: videos and on YouTube, video Darren if so. the music
0: there as well. So. so you're easy to find. That's that's the good yeah.
1: thing. Yeah, excellent keep
0: And you have a gig this
1: Friday. Yeah, this this my guy oh, I've got a gig. It's not a great thing to say. Yeah, it's a great thing I've got a gig on Friday. Uh yeah so if you, to, if you go on you go to Facebook there's an event there on my page and just the the Zoom handle is there and uh, there's no password in like that just click and then there'll be a waiting room when you, you get in somebody will allow, will get let I'll you let, in. Them in. The doorman will let them in it's 30 on friday excellent Darren it's an absolute
0: pleasure talking to you and with, with the music it's great to have you back we'll
1: we'll talk to you soon Uh very much so okay look forward great. to it
0: thank you Thank you. Darren A. Flynn is a singer-songwriter. You can check out all his music on darrenaflynnmusic.com.